Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Continuing with this episode, uh, talking to Terry Anzer, a former network anchor, reporter, and now a media coach. I should mention to uh, all of our our listeners that Terry is the co-author of a book called Power Performance, Multimedia Storytelling for Journalism and Public Relations. If someone is in the communications business uh, or even in faith-based media, would this book uh, be of help to them as well? Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a mixed answer on that. Yes, the book would be incredibly helpful. It's really designed uh, for people who tell stories in the television news arena, but we also have several chapters devoted to the other team, the people who uh, are not doing, you know, who are not asking the questions, but those who have to give the answers. So in the book, we coach both the journalists and the public relations professionals. Um, The drawback of the book is that it is a college textbook and the retail price is quite steep. And so one of the things I'm working on is to bring out a talent coaching ebook that people could just download. And uh, that's a project that has been some years in the making. Uh, Maybe your listeners could let us know in the comments if they'd like to have something like that. And then that will motivate me to actually finish it. If people wanted to reach you, Terry, how would they do that? The best way is through my website, terryanzer.com. That is my talent coaching website. And um, strangersintheLivingroom.com is my travel website. And you can also follow me and reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter as Terry Anzer. Very good. I love, uh, I, I like Facebook, but I love Instagram. Uh, it, it doesn't have as many of the comments and it's just pictures and video driven and uh, being a visual storyteller. I love that. In fact, my wife gets mad at me because when we go on vacations or travel together, you know, as soon as I've shot all these wonderful uh, pictures of Jerusalem or whatever it might be, we'll sit down uh, in the, in the cafe or the restaurant. And as long as it has Wi-Fi, I'm already trying to upload five, six, seven pictures. And she'll say, would you stop that? We're having lunch. Come look at me, talk to me, you know, <laughs> instead of uploading. I don't blame her. It's a bit of an addiction. It really is. I, I wanted to take a, a, a different turn here. Um, talk about the differences, Terry, if you would, between when you're working at the network level, you're working at the major market level, and when you're working at maybe a smaller market, which would be like the, the West Palm Beach. How, what, what are the differences? Well, it's kind of like an athlete that goes from the minor leagues to the major leagues. The rules of the game are pretty much the same, you know, whether you're playing baseball or, you know, college sports versus pro sports. The rules of the game basically don't change. What, what changes is, is the nature of your team. In a small market, somebody starting out is going to be a one woman or a one man band. You're going to be shooting that video yourself. You're going to edit it yourself. uh, You're going to voice it yourself. You're going to do all the research for the story. You're going to write the script. You're going to appear in front of the camera and you have to be your own 
team. In a, a bigger market situation, you might have a camera person working with you. You might have a producer who's having input into the content of the story and how the script will be written. Um, you, you just have a, a bigger team and the, and the playmaking gets a little bit more complicated. But I have to say, Craig, that that is changing. Um, as we learn through some of the challenges that are thrown at us, that, you know, it's just as good to have somebody broadcasting from their kitchen uh, with shooting themselves on their own camera as it is to have a, a cast of thousands shooting them in a fancy studio with a million dollar set. Um, I think we're going to see more and more of a trend to people really knowing how to do everything themselves. So when I'm fortunate enough to have a team I want to know the name of every person on that team because from the director of photography to the, the person on the audio controls or the person who's bringing me a cup of coffee, every person on that team is important. It's important to know the names of the little people just as much as it is the big, big people, isn't it? No, I think my point is there are no big or little people. They're all uh, essential pieces of the puzzle. And you realize when you have to do it solo, um, what a just a wonderful blessing it is to have a team of people that you can count on. I have a, a friend of mine who's a media consultant, very, very successful, and he travels over 200,000 miles a year, the vast majority of, of it in America which I consider hard travel compared to the international because uh, the length of flights and all the time you spend in airports, et cetera. And he has this wonderful uh, rule that he has is that he will remember, he'll write it down and he'll remember the names of all the people that he meets at a TV station or a ministry or a church and learn their names as fast as he can. If the receptionist, his name is Tina, and the guy who came to pick him up at the airport was John. You know, by the end of the journey of the car with John, uh, hey, John, really enjoyed it. And then if John's taking him back, John, great to see you taking me to the airport. And he'll say their names and remember them. And he says, you cannot believe the satisfaction these people have that someone remembered who they are. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. I, I really, really do. Years, years ago, who was the gal? who was on Entertainment Tonight uh, for the longest time. Mary Hart? Um, Mary Hart. I did a shoot with Mary Hart back in the early 90s uh, for the LA Kings. And she was, there was a charity function. And she was, she was the queen of, of Entertainment Tonight uh, for just the longest time. And I said, Miss Hart, oh, what is your name, Craig? Oh, how, nice to meet you, Craig. And uh, I said, can I do an interview? And we did the interview, it was like three, four, five minutes. And I said, thank you, Miss Hart. And she goes, thank you, Craig. And here I am all these decades later, and I still remember that Mary Hart remembered my name. So there you go. It makes an impression. It really, really does. You know what? You were talking, Terry, about uh, being able to, uh, that people coming into the industry these days, the more skills they have, the more valuable they become. And I was hearing a few years ago that, one of the TV stations that was also an O and O in San Francisco, they fired or let go two of the major, major reporters that were based in San Francisco that did not have multiple skills. They were, they were reporters, you know, stand in front of the camera. I'm here at the fire. 
whatever it might be with a microphone, they let them go. And they replaced them with, I think it was five VJs, video journalists that could report, could write, report, um, shoot, edit, and distribute a story all on their own without any other support. And I thought, oh, they're hiring Swiss Army knives is what they're doing. You, does that sound familiar to you? Well, that's a really good analogy. But um, I, I work closely with some of the major station groups. And uh, I'm always you know, bound by a non-disclosure agreement. But without going into details of, of who, um, it's very common to have a requirement company-wide that even the most senior news anchors be able to pick up a camera and go out into the field and shoot a story. Hmm. One of my clients who was very, very long established in the marketplace as a leading news anchor said, no, I'm not going to do this. And this is not what I'm here for. And, uh, you know, we, we talked at length about it. He went out and he tried it and he was brilliant at it. And not only did he um, get addicted to, to doing stories as a one-man crew, he actually won a statewide Emmy Award as the best um, multimedia journalist in the state. He probably surprised himself. He did, and, and he was just great at it. Um, you know, the, the stories really had a stamp of authority that you only get from being in that market for decades and knowing how people talk and knowing how people think. And, and he very often did political stories, but he could put a neighborhood angle on it or um, a, a spin on it that, that you wouldn't get if you were just walking into a town for the first time and you know, you're a young kid just passing through this market on your way to bigger and better things. This was a guy who really had a commitment to the community he was covering. And that came across when he went out in the field as an MMJ. Interesting. Very interesting. You wouldn't think that someone that was a veteran like that could transfer over to another skill and bring that along and do it successfully. And, and that's incredible that he, that he did. Wow. Well, there's one thing that I don't think is possible. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty much a can-do person. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I see that I don't like is when they ask the talent to run their own teleprompter. I didn't know you could do, I didn't know you could do that. Oh yes, you can buy a teleprompter for your iPad and it'll be voice activated. Um, in news that has some, some issues because news is news and it doesn't always go according to script. But if you're just recording a public service announcement or maybe you are preaching a sermon and you want the security of having your words on a prompter, um, there are numerous prompters that you can download for an iPad and use. Um, but in news, somebody has to operate the prompter, which is a job that can be done by anybody with a high school education. It's a good job for an entry-level person to be running the teleprompter. Well, in some of the biggest markets, even New York City, um, they have eliminated that job because it's a union job and it's quite expensive. Hmm. So um, you'd be surprised that some of the most famed anchors in New York City had to try to learn to run their own prompter. And if, if enough of your mental bandwidth is taken up trying to keep the machine on the right line and not get out of place, it leads to a performance that's very fake and robotic. So I tell news directors, if, if there's one place to not cut back, 
that's it. Really enjoying talking to Terry Anzer. Great stories too, and wisdom. We'll be back after this message. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. We're finishing up our time uh, with a great conversation with Terry Anzer, broadcast specialist, and also a certified scuba diver. Uh, we didn't even get into that. Maybe that'll be another another uh, interview for another time. That's something I'd love to do, scuba diving someday. Anyway, um, finishing, up, finishing up our time with Terry Anzer. Um, what advice would you give for people coming out of uh, communications programs and journalism programs in colleges and wanting to get into the broadcast journalism world or what uh, industry, what, what would be some of the, the advice you would give them uh, where they can not only get a job, but succeed? The biggest mistake I ever made in my career was when I was working for a wire service, United Press International, and I was covering Ted Turner when he won the America's Cup yacht race. And I was the only woman in the press corps, women covering sports were, was very rare at the time in 1977. And, and Ted Turner took a liking to me. And he took me aside one day and he said, Terry, um, I'm gonna start this new network and it's gonna be an all news network. And you're pretty and you can write and I want you to come work for me. And I said, well, Ted, I'm a journalist with a capital J, and my dream is to write for Washington Post or the New York Times, and um, thank you very much, but um, that, uh, you know, this, this television cable thing you're starting, that'll never work. Well, guess what? I literally could have been the first employee of CNN, <laughs> and I said no, because my mind wasn't open to the possibilities that Turner was putting out there. So now when I hear the youngsters say, well, I only want to work for CBS News. I don't want to do that digital journalist stuff. Or, uh, you know, I'm too good to just work for the website. Or I need to have a camera person. I'm not going to be a one-man band. Don't limit yourself to the possibilities. Be humble. Be willing to start small. Realize you want to go to a smaller market like a Yuma, Arizona or a Chico, California. Uh, and, and pay your dues and work your way up. I think a lot of the folks coming out of college right now think um, they can just start right at the top. And um, the process of paying your dues is, is going to go by in the blink of an eye when you look back on it, but it'll make you much stronger in the long run. Would, that's excellent advice. Um, I have a, a friend of mine who says, no matter what they ask you, say yes. Just say yes. I wish I'd said yes to Ted Turner, by the way. Well, it's a little too late for that now. <laughs> yep, I missed out. That's okay. I'm you know, open to the possibilities of change. Yes, if, if you had said yes, we would be conducting this interview and you'd be in Atlanta somewhere and uh, at the end of the uh, computer line instead of uh, in Southern California. Yeah, no, I, I look back on that with a great regret because when I did get to the point in my life where I had the opportunity to join CBS News as a, a reporter, and then, you know, hopefully that would have led to correspondent, 
Um, I was at a point where I had a small child at home and I wasn't able to do the amount of travel that the job required. So um, I should have gone for it. I mean, it is a young person's game. You want to acquire, you want to pay your dues and acquire some experience, but then go where your passion leads you. And I do want to add, since this is six ways to Sunday, if your passion is faith-based media, go there. You know, don't, don't try to, to hide your light under a bushel, as they say. Um, if, if that's where you want to use your media talents, um, you're needed. Absolutely. That is great advice. And there are those that, that say, I only want to work in the professional field. You know, there are so many opportunities in faith-based media. In fact, somebody... I read something just not too long ago, within the last year or two, that church media uh, is the fastest growing ministry uh, in the faith-based arena, church media. There are so many churches now and ministries that want to hire people, young people especially, uh, to come to their church or their ministry, get their feet wet. Uh, you may not make great salary uh, as you start out or as you go along there for a bit, but you'll have so many opportunities. You will be part of a church schedule, which can be really daunting because you know every Sunday there's new new content to uh, record and produce. But if that, in fact, you should pray about it. If if this is something the Lord has laid on your heart, and say, Lord, okay, I want to be working as a storyteller in visual, in audio, in tech, in creativity. Um, open up a door for me. And just if you will make your plans, God in scripture says, God will direct your steps. Terry Anzer, it has been a pleasure and a privilege to talk to you. I hope we can have you back again another season and we'll come up with a whole bunch of great things to talk about, including scuba diving and how you became a Fulbright instructor. Those are things on my on my list I never got to, so I will save them in my notepad for the next time. Thank you for being part of our podcast. Well, Craig, I, I hope to feature you sometime on my travel blog, so we can put that on our bucket list for the future, and I would definitely love to come back. I hope your listeners will check out terryanzer.com and strangersinthelivingroom.com. Excellent. Okay, those, those are your pieces of advice uh, across the world to all our listeners. And uh, Terry's a sharp cookie with lots of wonderful content and we can learn and also enjoy travel and food and, and media through her adventures as well. Thank you, Terry Anzer. Thank you, Craig. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.